With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. And once again... I have anticipated the future before it happened. This happens a lot. I'm always ahead of the curve, both first and second waves. Nearly a month ago, on this radio program, on the 26th of September, I came to you. I said, it looks like there's going to be a second lockdown. And here we are. In just two hours, we'll find out whether or not there'll be a second lockdown. Spoiler alert. There probably will. And I was prepared, okay, Thanks to me being able to see into the future, I was prepared for such an eventuality. So everybody, this is from Rose, by the way. Get ready for lockdown two. Mask up, guns out. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. B. Miller and Wisdom Teeth, Sean Mendes before that, and Wonder, welcome to your Saturday afternoon. My name is Alec Feldman, how's it going? This is Wizard Radio, every Saturday, 3 till 5, this is where I hang out. Thanks for hanging out with me. It's an exciting one today, because I'm Boris Johnson's warm-up act for the first time ever. I'm, I'm here 3 till 5, then at 5 o'clock, you can do one of two things. You can do what I would recommend as, you know, the good option for yourself and your health and your general well-being stay here listen to miles mikulski or you can go flick on bbc news and watch boris johnson tell us that we're all locked down again from like monday probably you know i wouldn't recommend doing that but in case you want to i am the official warmer pack so i'm gonna get the crowd going i'm gonna you know do do a few jokes and that just to to get you going so then when boris comes on you're all nice and lubricated and ready to laugh or cry probably cry it's okay, don't worry. We, we don't have to talk about that too much. Instead, we can talk about more interesting and exciting and fun and upbeat things, such as um, there's a character in The Simpsons, it's called Frank Grimes, and I think I might be him. I'll explain why after 4pm. Also, I'm bringing you the answer to the question that I know you're all dying to know. What does Tess Daly eat? She's on Strictly Come Dancing every week, including tonight after Boris Johnson, but what does she eat? I'm sure you're all dying to know. I will tell you at 20 past four. You are so welcome. At 10 past four, I have been at it again. I've tried to infiltrate a Facebook group and it's going quite well, I would say. Also, it's Halloween. Happy I forgot to even say that. Happy Halloween, by the way. I got so carried away with being Boris Johnson's warmer pack, so I forgot you know, the main event of the day. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. If you're going to attempt trick-or-treating today, whatever tier you are in, I'll give you some handy tips before 4pm on how you can tr- do it safely. I might be turning into my dad. I've got a brand new song to play you from someone very exciting in about 10 minutes' time that I genuinely cannot wait to play. And all the usual stuff too. got a 6-second guide and someone will be Zooming me before 4pm and you can guess who they are. It's all going on between now and five, and indeed after five, so please, please hang out with me. I'm not begging it or or anything, but it would be nice if you did. You're welcome. Also coming up, Harry Styles and Dua Lipa. But first, life is, is very educational, I find. You know, every day 
is a school day, or at least three out of the seven days in the week. So now I'm going to bring you three lessons that I've learned in the last seven days of my life. This week I learned... This is This Week I Learned. Hello. What we're going to do, I'll just teach you a bit of wisdom, pass on some valuable lessons, such as this one about bike repair. Because this week I learned that punctures are way more easily found when there's actual air in the tyre. I come on this radio show every week, basically, and have a new whinge about my bike. My bike is, is junk. It's rubbish. I bought it quite cheaply from Argos because back in, like, July, it was the only bike they had in stock, basically. And it, it, it's not good. It's junk. And every, bo- every week, basically, I have a new problem with it. Um, last week, the problem was the brakes. And I fixed them, and that was all good for about two days. And then I got another puncture. Another, like the third in two weeks. So, luckily this time I'm slightly more practiced in puncture repairing. I know what I'm doing now. Or at least I thought I did. You know, I disassembled all the back wheel again. Took all the painful things off that it's really hard to remove. Like the rubber and the tyre and the inner thing and all of that. And what you do, right? You get a bucket of water. And you dip. (laughs) You dip bits of the inner tubing in the bucket of water and squeeze and when you see bubbles come out that's how you know when you've got a puncture and I was doing this for a good half hour and bubbles weren't really coming out and I was like am I going crazy here why are there no bubbles I know there's a puncture there literally has to be a puncture where are the bubbles and I was getting really frustrated and I was in there for like half an hour just squeezing and dipping this tube in a bucket getting nowhere and then my housemate comes in remember this is the housemate who the last time I had to repair my tire um, dismantled my bike after I'd gone to sleep to fix the mess that I'd made. He's a good lad. And he came in and was like, you know, it's, it's way easier to find a puncture if you actually inflate the tyre a bit and there's more air to squeeze out. And so he brought the pump in and gave it a little pump and loads of bubbles came out and I felt stupid. But I've learned. Now I know that it's actually way easier when you inflate the tyre first to find the puncture. So that's, that's good. Also this week... I've learned it's really easy to trick online journalists. Mail online, I see you. Metro, uh, the the local, I don't know, the whole Daily Mail, whoever it is. Have you seen, you must have seen this story. There, there used to be a shop back in the day called Woolworths in the UK, and it closed down during the last massive recession 12 years ago. And some Twitter account popped up saying, Woolworths, we're coming back to stores in the UK. Listen out for further announcements. Got retweeted all over the shop newspapers including the ones i mentioned before started writing articles about it and it turns out it was just this guy who's doing his a levels in media studies trying to prove a point about online journalism and how easy they are to like trick in the hurry to get a story out so if you wanted to trick someone this halloween i think the best bet is writers for like online local news magazines or the mail online because they will believe anything no treats for them and finally this week i've learned and this, this was a great lesson. I was delighted to learn this lesson. It turns out there are actually consequences for racist politicians who hold public office. Who knew? I didn't think there would be, but maybe maybe there is some hope after all. Let's, let's try and get the, you know, the blonde guy. Let's see if, if he ever gets his comeuppance. Maybe one day, one day, we can hope. Right, coming up in a second, a song that I'm really excited to play you by someone I really, really love. Uh, no disrespect to Harry Styles, but um, here he is now, and this isn't the song I'm talking about. This is Golden. Harry Styles and Golden. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hi. Thanks for hanging out. I like that song. It's a good song, but it's not as good as the song that I'm going to play you in a few minutes' time. This is a first, I think. As far as I can remember, I've been on Wizard Radio for over three years now, which is quite a, a long time. And in all that time, I don't think I ever remember this happening before. What happens, right? Every week, producer James, he'll send out an email. And he'll say, right, these are some of the songs that I'd like you to play this week. And you kind of pick songs from this list. And in all of those years of me getting those emails from James every week, I don't think this person has ever featured on the Wizard Radio playlist. And that changes today. And I'm so happy about it. I'm genuinely made up because I love this person so much. If you have ever listened to the show for any length of time, at any point in the last three years, you will know that I am 
slightly obsessed to the, with this person to the point of maybe, uh, I don't know, being a bit of a stalker. But I love him. I think he's great. I don't know whether I think he's genuinely great or just funny, but whatever. So, right, I need, I'll need to tell you who it is. For the first time ever that I can remember on the Wizard Radio playlist this week is Craig David. Craig David on Wizard Radio. I'm going to be playing his brand new song with KSI and Digital Farm Animals next. It's such a good song. I'm really, really excited to play it for you. Just a great day. I love him so much. And he's finally made the playlist. Well done, Craig. Well done. But to celebrate this, this great occasion, I thought I would tell you a Craig David story. And I googled Craig David. And one of the first results that came up was this story. In It's in the Daily Mirror from the 30th of October, which is only yesterday. So this is fresh, hot, breaking Craig David news right now. Headline. Craig David spent lockdown saving injured bird from death in Easter Sunday Miracle. Which is pretty self-explanatory, really. So what I thought I'd do before I play the new song with KSI, Craig David, and Digital Farm Animals, I'd do a little reenactment of, of what happened on this fateful Easter Sunday in Craig David's life, okay? So, Craig David is in the gym. He's, he's pumping his, his guns. Easter Sunday, he's like, work my legs on Sunday. Then suddenly, boom! There's a big bang. There was a thud on the glass. And what was it? It was a baby chick. It sort of, you know, hit the window, fell off, was behind a bench outside the gym. Craig David, he goes, approaches, go, oh man, I don't want to startle it. And then he picks up the chick and he goes, how am I going to bring this chick to his natural conclusion of being home with its mother? Does this bird eat seeds or worms? But I haven't got any worms in the kitchen, thought Craig. Do I go, cashew, almond, I had seeds. And oh, I just dropped something. I was so excitedly waving my hands. Do I go, cashew, almond, I had seeds. And then another moment of divine intervention. I went over with the seeds and it opened its mouth to be fed by me. It trusted me. Finally, it made its way home. It's Easter Sunday. I felt like there was a divine something that day. Having a baby chick, there was some symbolism. And that is, that's what happened to Craig David on Easter Sunday. He nurtured a bird who smashed into his gym window back to full health. What a hero. And what a time for Craig David. First, he nurtures a bird. And then he makes the Wizard Radio playlist at long last, long overdue. So let's play the brand new song by Craig David. It's with KSI, it's with Digital Farm Animals, it's called Really Love, and it's playing right now on Wizard Radio. Yes! How good was that? Craig David, well, KSI's song, with Craig David and Digital Farm Animals, called Real Love, Really Love. I messed that one up, didn't I? I'll start again. How good was that? KSI featuring Craig David and Digital Farm Animals, Really Love, on Wizard Radio. We'll just cut that first one out in the edit, it's fine. It's Alec Feldman here on Wizard Radio. How's it going? Dua Lipa and Ash Nico playing in the next 20 minutes. So if you like either of those songs, then don't don't move. Right, um, I'm approximately about a third of my dad's age, give or take. And yet I'm concerned that I'm already at a third of his age, i.e. very young, um, sort of becoming him. And I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like what I did earlier today, it was a very dad thing to do. And I'm not sure I'm ready. I don't I don't think I'm there yet. Maybe one day, hopefully, it's something that I can do and entertain people for years to come. But today, at this point in my life, it just it didn't feel quite right. But I I don't know, I need to tell you about it anyway. You know, you know phone calls. They're they're a bit scary, I won't lie. But sometimes they just have to be done. And sometimes, worse, your phone will ring and someone will call you. I mean, it happens to me every week on someone Zooming you. It's very upsetting. And it happened to me earlier on today as well. Someone phoned me and I wasn't expecting their call. And I was looking at my phone like, what's this? Who's this? Why is this number coming up? I don't recognise it. And I was like, well, I better pick it up just in case it's important or someone offering me money. And I picked up and after a long pause and a sort of a weird click, they're like, hello? And I'm like, hello? And they're like, hello, can you hear me? And I was like, yes, hello. And they were like, hi there, I'm calling from Virgin Media. Now, I should have known better, really, than to pick up the phone, because these Virgin Media people have been basically harassing me for weeks. 
weeks and weeks. I get calls, sometimes multiple calls for a day from Virgin Media telling me that, you know, there's a problem with my Wi-Fi and they need to fix it. Now, obviously, it's not the real Virgin Media. I do. I am a Virgin Media customer, actually, but I'm, I'm certain it is not the real Virgin Media because, you know, they'd know my name or just email me. It's not. It's a scam. It's obviously a scam call. It's like spam. They just call everyone and hope they get lucky. And, you know, what most people do when they get these kind of sort of spam calls, they just hang up, basically. But what dads do, and I think this is a universal truth, what dads do when they get these spam calls, they try and keep them on the phone for as long as possible and make them increasingly confused and frustrated to the point where they hang up. And this is such a dad thing to do, I'm certain of it. And, you know, I've never really done that before. Occasionally, I'll, I'll, you know, mess with them a little bit. If they're like, hello, sir, were you in an accident that wasn't your fault? I'll be like, yes, I don't like to talk about it. It wasn't my fault they died and then hang up. That's kind of the most I'll mess with them. But on this occasion, I was like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's go a bit further. Let's see how long it takes them for them to hang up on me. And so I decided to really catch them off guard. And this is what I came out with, as if I'm like a, I don't know, a much better radio presenter than I actually am. I said to the guy on the phone, Congratulations, you're our thousandth caller! You've just won a hamper of meat, how do you feel? And there was like a pause and he was like, Pardon? And so I did it again, Congratulations, you've just won a hamper of meat! How do you feel? And that was all it took, he just went, it was easy. I'd say that took me less than 30 seconds to annoy him so much, he just hung up. Why Why did he not want the hamper of meat? I'm confused. I don't understand. Who would not want that? Oh, actually, no, I'll tell you what. He was probably a vegan, that's why. I could have offered him some, some tofu and a hamper instead if it stayed on the line, but there we go. I annoyed a spam caller so much that they just hung up on me. And that, in my book, is very, very, very dad-like behaviour. And here I am a third of my dad's age trying to do the same I, I don't know it, it doesn't feel right but at the same time it was quite fun and so this afternoon I have a question for you for next time that this happens and I'm gonna fully embrace my inner dad what is the most creative way you've ever got rid of these like spam cold annoying callers or possibly more accurately because I am aware that not everyone is becoming their dad so soon in life what's the most creative way that your dad has got rid of cult coolers or your mum we don't discriminate here could be either but in my experience this is very much a dad thing what's the best way you've ever got rid of one of these annoying like spam fake cool people send me a text a wanted text i won't try and get rid of you 07807 183 538 if you've ever done this or station at wizardradio.co.uk on the email but please don't ask me to, you know, pass it on or I'll be cursed forever. That's not what we're about. How have you got rid of these annoying spam callers in a sort of creative, slightly funny way? Let me know right now and I'll read out a few in a bit. Gracie is playing after Dua Lipa and Baby. This is levitating. Live from a slightly funny smelling basement in Manchester. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Gracie and don't on Wizard Radio. Dua Lipa before that. My name's Alec Feldman. Hi. Right, um, I was mentioning before how I sort of became my dad earlier, and when I got a spam call from someone claiming to be Virgin Media, I sort of gave away a hamper of meat. I told them they'd won a competition for being the thousandth caller, and, um, well, they just got so confused, they asked me to repeat it twice and then hung up. So I win. Basically, I got rid of them, so I am the real winner here. I just asked whether you or mainly your dad or mum, because it's kind of a parent thing to do, have ever done the same. And Alana has sent a message saying, my mum and I once did something I am so proud of, even to this day. We have cold callers, phone our landline the whole time. I have no idea why we even have a landline, because the only people who ever call it are spam callers. But anyway, this one time, at the start of lockdown, we were getting so many spam calls that me and my mum planned the next time someone called the landline, we'd pretend someone has just been murdered outside our house. Oh my god. <laughs> this guy calls, I pick up, pretending that I'm crying. He asked if I'm okay, trying to be polite. And we just reenacted this whole murder scene on the phone. At one point, my mum shouted, 
Grace, I think he's coming back to life. My name isn't even Grace in the background and it was so funny there was loads of screaming and shouting and we kept him on for the whole ride 10 out of 10 would do again this is brilliant this is actually an act of genius that's so funny did they do anything were they like um are you okay should i call the police imagine if it backfired massively and you ended up being arrested for a murder of a fictional person called grace Oh, it wasn't Grace, was it? Grace was the, the co-conspirator. Oh, wow. That is just incredible. A-stars for planning, execution. I didn't see it, but A-star for acting as well. Well done, Alana and Alana's mom. That is excellent. Really made me laugh. Thank you. Samantha says, I feel like this was such a dad move, but my dad had a missed call on his phone one time. He decided to phone back. And it turned out it was someone who'd cold called him. Uh, I don't know how he got through to someone because whenever I call back cold call numbers, it never goes through. Why are you phoning back cold call numbers, Samantha? I don't know. Anyway, he decided to string them along, keep them talking, pretend he was really stupid and kept asking them questions and he kept them on the phone for an hour. It was all fun until he realized the number he'd called back was a premium rate number. So the call had actually cost him for every minute he was on the phone to them. So he wasn't so smart in the end. Oh, man. That's brilliant. He tried to play them at their own game, but they, they got it. They were one step ahead. They knew that if people do call them back, there is money to be made from them. That's, I mean, credit to the cold callers there because that is clever. That is sneaky, but really, really smart. Oh, I hope, I hope you had a fun hour. Uh, at least, even if it did end up costing him probably like 50 quid. But good work to Samantha's dad. It's just a shame that the execution didn't didn't quite go to plan due to we got fooled by a premium rate number. Always look up the numbers beforehand, you know, see if standard geographic charges apply or whether it's like £10 per minute. No, not about that. Dangerous. Sorry, just as a side note, just a side note, does anybody ever check their phone bill? Because I, I don't think I ever have. They, you know, they take the money out every month. I've never actually looked at it. Does it still, I know in the olden days, they'd like tell you what numbers you'd phoned. Do they still do that? Or is that very much a thing of the past? Maybe I should look one day, see what's actually on my phone bill and see how little I ever talk to people on the phone. Anyway, sorry, I got distracted. George says, my dad has so many stories about the times he's tricked people who've, like, cold called him. His best story... <laughs> oh, my God, I've just read ahead, and this is unbelievable. His best story is the one time he got a spam caller, and he pretended to be Lord Sugar from The Apprentice. <laughs> Can't believe this. He spoke in the accent the whole time he did all the catchphrases, and apparently the guy really believed him. I say apparently... We found a tweet from this guy and he said he works for a call center and was trying to sell a guy insurance, which is what the guy was. Wait, I'm so confused. So, yeah, we we're trying to sell a guy insurance, which is what the guy on the other end of the line was trying to sell George's dad. Yeah. And that the guy who was tweeting, who was trying to sell George's dad insurance, said that he spoke to Alan Sugar, which is incredible. I'm sorry I totally balls reading that bit up, but. Basically, the guy believed him so much that he tweeted about his call with Alan Sugar that was actually George's dad. George says his impression is very good, to be fair. That is amazing. What a legend, you see. see sometimes dads can be funny. Sometimes they can be cool. And that is one of those times. It's amazing. Can I imagine it now? Hello? Who's this? Oh, you want to tell me something, do you? Go on, then. You've got 30 seconds. Now, try and pitch me this. And if you can't pitch it to me, you're fired. Oh, man, that would be amazing. I mean, did he buy the insurance? Probably probably not, I would imagine. It's probably illegal to buy insurance for other people. You know, never mind. But good job to George and your dad. That is amazing. You see, these are, these are funny. Even if I am becoming a dad about 66% too early. I'm kind of okay with that if it means I get to pretend to be Alan Sugar on the phone. <laughs> Maybe I should try that next time. Coming up next, it's Halloween. And I want to help you trick or treat in a safe and COVID secure manner. I'll tell you how after Ash Nico. This is Daisy on Wizard Radio. Ash Nico and Daisy on Wizard Radio. Julian Michaels playing soon. Someone zooming you will begin before four o'clock. 
But first, happy Halloween, 31st of October, we've made it. It's the spookiest day of the year, whoopee. Yeah, great, great, cool. Personally, uh, I don't feel like I'm missing out on much. I've never been trick-or-treating, I've never been allowed. I thought 2020 might be the year, but once again, I have been stymied. My plans have been ruined by a small matter of a pandemic. But you know what, it's fine, there's 2021, maybe I'll finally get to go knocking on doors with sweets. But, I guess, I, I guess if you really wanted to, you could still try and do trick-or-treating this year. I know it's sort of officially being strongly discouraged slash illegal. You know, for example, if you are going, you have to follow the rule of six at all times, but that includes people behind the door. So if there's five of you going around trick-or-treating together, you knock on the door and two people answer, that's, that's seven people. You've already broken the rule of six, therefore that is illegal. And so it's, it's just a bit of a minefield, it's quite difficult. And then there's the whole, you know, hygiene things and masks and blah, 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 it's hard. But if you can get around all those rules, I still think it should be theoretically possible for you to go trick-or-treating and do so in a COVID-secure, socially distanced way. So, so do allow me to, to maybe provide a few suggestions. If you are, you know, a trick-or-treater, I would say get a larger-than-usual bucket because I think it might come in handy this year, and I'll tell you why. You can't really go up to people and get them to give you sweets because you'd have to get too close. Social distancing, you know, the two-meter rule, all that stuff. Bad idea. Dangerous. Could get COVID. But what if they fire sweets at you from some kind of Nerf gun-like device? That way, you could stand at, like, the bottom of the driveway. They could stand at the door. You could, I don't know, maybe use a large, a large stick or some kind of other poking device to knock at the door. They open the door, they get out their sweet Nerf gun, they fire their sweets at you, and you just catch them in your massive bucket, which obviously is bigger than usual so that you can catch it more easily. See, that's not a bad idea. I mean, possibly a lot of other non-COVID health and safety risks associated with that one. You know, eyes being hit, heads, that kind of stuff, sweets on the floor that you might trip over. It's not perfect, but in the times we're living in, it might be one of the only options. Alternatively, if you're a pet owner, you don't have to go trick-or-treating. You can send your pet out instead. If you've got like a dog, for example. So you get your dog, right? You dress it up. You put maybe a bucket on the dog. You strap it to the dog's back. And then you just kind of, you know, shove it out of your house. and go, go on, go on, dog. Go and knock at people's doors. The dog can knock on the doors for you in its Halloween costume. It can collect the sweets in a bucket and then bring them back to you. No human contact whatsoever. I know. Pretty, pretty clever, right? I think I thought so. That's one option. Or maybe a third option for, for safe trick-or-treating. What if you just, like, order it off Amazon Prime and then get sweets delivered to your house? It's not quite the same, but... I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the only option if you want sweets. Just pretend that someone else has given them to you. Or or order them for other people. There we go. Order your sweets for other people. You can all swap sweets. It's like trick or treat, but can be delivered in a little package in a socially distanced manner. See? Halloween saved. Hooray. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I tried. I, I really did. But uh, yeah, it's kind of cancelled this year. Sorry. Right. Someone is zooming me next. And... I don't know who it is. We'll find out together after Julia Michaels and Lie Like This on Wizard Radio. Someone's Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. Welcome back. It is five to four. It's Saturday afternoon. And I'm welcoming you back to another edition of Someone Zooming You. Radio's only Zoom-based game show, possibly, maybe, that happens at this time on a Saturday. Usual disclaimers apply, blah, blah, blah. I'm Alec Feldman, and I'm here in my shiny silver Zoom suit, and I've got my background all ready, because any second now, someone, unexpectedly, is going to Zoom me. Now, I'm, I'm the antisocial type. I can't really be bothered to be Zoomed by unexpected guests all the time. It's exhausting. It takes, takes the energy out of you. Is, isn't, it, isn't it true, though? Video calls, for some reason, are more exhausting than regular socialising. 
so I'll be honest, I can't really be bothered. If I know who they are, maybe I'll pick up. If I don't, not a chance. And if you don't know who they are, no way, it's not happening. So the only way I will answer this unexpected Zoom call, if and when it happens, is if someone can guess the identity of the person Zooming me, and you do that with the help of five yes or no questions. It's very simple. If you can guess, I'll answer the Zoom. If you can't, they are gone. That's how someone Zooming you works. So I guess I just need to need to wait for, for someone to Zoom. Wait for the Zoom phone to go. Zoom, 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 Zoom! Oh, there it is. Zoom, 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 Zoom! There it is. Zoom 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 Ah, zoom, so zoom, great zoom, to hear zoom. that that zoom, lovely ringtone lovely ringtone again zoom zoom all right zoom, let's zoom, silence that zoom, now zoom, zoom, zoom. we'll turn it over <laughs> i love how it like petered out <laughs> like a record being stopped um right uh, that that's the zoom line let's see who it is ah okay right very well i'm ready james hey how's it Hi. going um, <laughs> Thank you for putting Craig David on the playlist this week. Well, I would see it as me putting KSI on the playlist, but it's fine, it's fine. But um, mainly Craig David. I'm sure He's we've got lots feature. of digital farm animals fans thanking me for putting them on the playlist too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Shout out to all the, the digital farm, well, animals, I guess. Is yeah. Fun name. Um, all right. Right, what, what question do you got? I'm going to apologise to our audience in advance. I always come into this without any preparation, without even possibly thinking of what my questions could be. Um, <laughs> Don't ruin the magic. Sorry, sorry. Um, all right. I was about to ask you a would-you-rather question. That's not what this game is. Is the person Zooming you... Are they... A human being? A singular human being? Yes. Okay, that, we can't take that for a given nowadays. I think last week it was the moon. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the week before it was the entirety of BTS. So I just wanted to <laughs> clarify. Um, are they a man? No. Okay. Are they famous? No. Great. You do remember you said yes to the fact they are a singular human being. One person. Yes. Yes, yes. They not are. a type of person, not a role, not a character, not an animal. They are Chris Whitty. They are one person. <laughs> I mean, they're not Chris Whitty. No, they're not because Chris Whitty's a male, a I famous mean, look, male. Um, I think there's a bit of reaching going on with that. What? That they're a famous male? Well, no, 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 that they're, all the things that you've ruled out, I don't think you can rule out on the basis of them being a singular human being, just saying. Well, we know that they're a single human being and they're not Chris Whitty and they're not a man or famous. <laughs> yes. Okay. Are they... Do you know them personally? Yes. Okay. In theory. Oh, I hate it when you do this. <laughs> In theory, what does this mean? Oh, God. Um, okay, wait a second. What you... In theory, you know them. What does this mean? I don't know. I'm so confused. I've got one question asked. I know we're running late, but truthfully, Alec, I don't care. And I'm the one who decides when the news goes on, so okay. you're going to give me a moment here. Okay. You can have all the time you need. Alec knows them in theory. They're not a famous person, they're not a man, and they're a singular human being. In theory, he knows them. Um, can I ask you a question rather than a yes-to-no question? Maybe. My question would be, how do you know them? I've seen them around. Right. Um, that's done nothing. I mean, this could literally be the greengrocer. Can Maybe we have a clue? Is. Another clue? Yeah. A bonus clue. Here's the thing. If I give the bonus clue, it will be moderately obvious. I think what I'll say is this. 
it is not the the specific person that I would like the answer to today. It's more what what they are. Because if you think about what date it is and what day it is, it's quite obvious what is knocking at my door. But I I want to know, you know, what what they are knocking as at my door as if this makes any sense whatsoever. I think I, I think probably should have does. said that at the start to be honest. Yeah, you should have. Um could have asked better questions then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alec, you're the one with, at least this proves to people that I do not know in advance. Oh, does that need proving? Well, I don't know. We've got some conspiracy theorists in the text line. so That's true. That is true. Anyway, um, it is 4.01, so we better get... Oh, it's 4.02 now. We better get a move on. The person Zooming me today is a singular human being who's not a man and isn't famous. I do know them personally in theory, and I know them because I've seen them around. And obviously, you know, look at what date it is. Look at what the day is. And then tell me, you know, what what is it that they're knocking at my door as, if that makes any sense. I think it does. It does to me, anyway. 07807 183 538, if you think you know. Or station at wizardradio.co.uk. You can tweet us at wizradio or Instagram, Facebook, all of them. We're on there, too. Who's Zooming me this week? A singular human being, not a man, not famous. I do know them personally, in theory because I've seen them around and I mean come on it's easy it's Halloween <laughs> right it's 402 it is now time at last for the news I the voiceover guy have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio there's your spooky Halloween song Demons from Imagine Dragons which is also a really good song before that Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper I'm Alec Feldman Valve is coming up. Ariana Grande, if you haven't heard the new song from her yet, I'll play that in the next 20 minutes. But first, do you remember, if you're, if you're one of the OGs, if you've been on this, this radio bus for a while, you'll remember a feature we did a very, very, very long time ago called The Procrastination Diaries. Basically, when I was doing my A-levels, I, just, I couldn't concentrate on anything. Me and my friend Toby would just end up doing the most ridiculous things to waste our our own time, each other's time, and hopefully, if it all went well, other people's time as well. And it was great. It was so much fun. And I haven't really done any sort of time-wasting stirring for a while, but I just a sudden urge came over me the other day. You remember last week I told you about this Facebook group I'm in called Chris Whitty Fans Unite, where people post weird things about Chris Whitty um, including, oh, what did I see the other day? Which is Chris Whitty's mouth? And can you guess who the other mouths belong to as well? And there are four pictures of mouths. I put the answer on, actually. One of them is Keir Starmer. Two is Elton John. Three is Chris, Chris Whitty. Oh, are you kidding? I thought two was Chris Whitty. And then finally, four is Donald Trump. That's the kind of stuff people put in Chris Whitty Fans Unite. I can't tell whether it's serious or not. But finally... I kind of, I got up the the confidence and the idea, the creativity to get involved in the discussion on Chris Whitty Fans Unite. And I posted, I posted two days ago on Thursday, the 29th of October at 9.15am. So I've not long been awake. And I was like, what's the first thing I'm going to do today? Chris Whitty. Not like that. I posted, <clears throat> what do we think Chris Whitty smells like? I reckon it's a manly, earthy sort of musk, although he could be a Lynx Africa guy too. And so I put this out there. I just wanted to see, you know, what would happen, see if it would stick something. And as a post, I think it did quite well. It's one of the most popular posts in that group for quite a few days, actually. The only recent post more popular than me is one from Nonna that says, any research being done on how many of the infected have been wearing masks? Thanks again. So, I'm doing well. I'm making friends in this group. 28 reacts, which breaks down in case you're interested into 23 hahas, three like hearts. And uh, here are some of the suggestions about what Chris Whitty smells like from the Facebook group, Chris Whitty Fans Unite. By the way, I feel like I should also provide the contextual information, Chris Whitty. He's that scientist, he's a government medical advisor who's on all the press conferences and stuff. I should have said that at the start, but I feel like he is probably one of the most famous people in the world, or at least in the country right now. 
So, I asked, what does Chris Whitty smell like? Here's what the good people of Chris Whitty Fans Unite had to offer. Richard was the first to comment. He called me a weirdo. James thinks he's a 212 kind of guy, whereas Catherine thinks he's a soap and water man. Abby, Old Spice. Uh, Debbie, I think one of the old classics probably, but for hospital, just soap and water. Another vote for Old Spice from Darren. He adds, as long as he stays clear of B.O. Boris, he should be okay. Now, Rebecca. Rebecca gave a bit of a, a saucy answer, actually. She said, natural pheromones to turn on the ladies. I bet. I bet Chris Whitty's a bit of a player. Um, Gemma Oddie, another vote for Old Spice, but I think he'd have coffee breath during the week and maybe a hint of Malbec, which I think is wine at the weekends. Um, Sue says, pear soap. Sharon, soap, not shower gel, soap. Angela, another vote for Old Spice. Mags Armani, imperial leather from Camilla. Victoria, I think he's an old-fashioned man, does not go for any smells at all. Um, but then it started getting a bit... A bit more, I don't know, people started getting annoyed. They turned on me a little bit. Janet says, uh, I'm seriously worried about some of the questions asked on here. Faye added, some of the questions come across as a bit stalkerish. Janet replied, they absolutely do. Then some of the replies are more worrying. So, I mean, hate is going to hate, I guess. But I, I need to know what Chris Whitty smells like. But then, um, oh, Bess as well. One thing's for sure. He'll be washing his hands properly and thoroughly like we're all supposed to. You're so right. And then, um, oh, Karen as well. She gave a good one. I think he'd smell of dignity, respect. But then this is when the haters really started to flood. And Gabrielle, WTF, which stands for what the fudge is this thread about, she says. Carly says, tell me you didn't laugh, though. I did. Gabrielle says, I honestly didn't. I thought it belittled everything the man does. Okay. Marion says, OMG, get a life, people. Diane, very strange question. But thankfully, the admin intervened at this point and says, it's a bit of fun and I can't see any harm in the post. So thank you, Lucy, for sticking up for me in Chris Whitty Fans Unite. So a mixed success rate, I'd say. I was pretty popular. I got a lot of interaction, not all of it positive, but I would say my first post in Chris Whitty Fans Unite was a resounding success and I can't wait to post again. Maybe next week to see, you know, if anyone's got any photos of Chris Whitty with hair or something like that. But that, that's for next week. We can save it. Coming up next, all the important information. First, I've asked the question, what does Chris Whitty smell like? But next on Wizard Radio, what does Tess Daly eat? I'll tell you because I know you need to know after Lauv and Conan Gray and fake. Wizard Radio, Lauv and Conan Gray. That right there was fake. It's Alec. How's it going? Coming up. The new Ariana Grande song, it's called Positions, if you hadn't heard it, it's coming up next, so stay there. Also, Internet Money, I'm going to play, who'll be on with an interview with Miles in a bit, after 5pm. If you're going to stick here instead of watching Boris, which I would recommend, don't don't listen to Boris, nah. Right, um, I've got the answer here to a really important question that I know lots of people have been asking. And when I say lots of people, I mean mainly me. Because one of my life goals, I've always, I've always thought this. Uh, no, but ask anyone, I know it's true. I always want to be more like Tess Daly, you know, the the woman who hosts Strictly Come Dancing, the one that's like keep dancing. Her, um, that's on the telly tonight actually. And I've always wanted to be a bit more like her. It's been a long-standing goal of mine. No, no, really. And finally, I can get one step closer to achieving that, because thanks to an article that I found, I think this is from Hello Magazine. I can finally eat the exact same diet as Tess Daily because they have published an article entitled what, the, what Does Tess Daily Eat for Breakfast, Lunch and Dinner? And now it's clever. What they've done here, right, is this thing. It's called Search Engine Optimization, SEO. It's what people do when they write like articles on the internet to make them pop up higher on the Google results. They always include questions in there, such as What Does Tess Daily Eat for Breakfast? Which is the first subheading. So when people Google, what does Tess Daily eat for breakfast, as I do every day, they'll come up with this article first. So right, Tess Daily's breakfast. Let's get this straight, because I want to be as close to Tess Daily as possible. She has a smoothie, or sometimes porridge if she's feeling hungry. But if she doesn't even have either of those, she'll have at least some fruit. Okay, well, I have porridge sometimes, so that's good. Um, I don't really drink smoothies, but I do drink juice. 
and um, at least some fruit. I could start eating fruit at breakfast time. And and there we go. So uh, here's your exclusive. First of all, Tess Daily eats fruit. That's good. I hope she gets her five a day in. Um, but then it also says her favourite breakfasts include Greek yogurt and pancakes. So that's just kind of all breakfast foods, really. Okay, I can have pancakes for breakfast, no problem. And then... Uh, there's more. She goes. Then I said she has to start the day with porridge, blueberries, and maple syrup, and then granola and flax. So she's, she's there's everything here. She literally has basically every breakfast food option you could possibly have at varying points in time. Maybe except I don't know, like a fry up. But apart from that, she's all over it. So oh, and French toast. This is useless. This isn't prescriptive enough. I thought we should have the same thing every day. Okay, whatever. Breakfast? Okay, a bit of a challenge. Maybe I can't be exactly like Test Daily, but you know what? I'm over it. Let's move on to the next section. What does Test Daily eat for lunch? Got to get those Google clicks. A predominantly vegetarian diet. Okay, well, so she doesn't eat meat. Oh, oh except fish, which which is, is not vegetarian. Oh, and except chicken, which is also definitely not vegetarian. But apart from that... She is a vegetarian. Okay, well, I am mostly a vegetarian as well, more or less. Um, but she doesn't eat red meat. Well, neither do I. So there we go. I'm already like Tess in that in that regard. But then for lunchtime, I mean, after all the breakfast options, we have only got two here for lunch. She'll either have a falafel wrap or a cream cheese and cucumber sandwich. Now, falafel wraps I eat on a regular basis. Cream cheese and cucumber, I feel like, is what I'd get sent to school with when I was, like, seven. So, on the lunch front, I think me and Tess are probably at our closest. So, that's good. That's good. And finally, this is the important one. What does Tess Daly eat for dinner? I know you want to know, so let me tell you. She'll have rice, vegetables, and chicken. Or fajitas. And we'll do roast chicken at the weekend. So... All Tess Daly and her whole family, her kids, you know, Vernon Kay, all them, all they ever eat is chicken and rice and vegetables and sometimes fajitas. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try it, but that sounds that sounds a bit boring. Is there no variation there? Nothing like that? Just, just chicken every day. Every day chicken. Okay, fine. If that's what it takes to be like Tess, then, then so be it. I'm glad I know. When I watch Strictly Come Dancing tonight, I will now look at Test Daily and think, wow, there is a person that eats chicken every day. And I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but but there we go. I'm so glad I know now. And now you do as well, so you can also be more like Test Daily. I don't know why I clicked on the article. I really don't, but <laughs> I'm so glad that I've read it in a way. Right, this is brand new from Ariana Grande. It's called Positions, playing now on Wizard Radio. Ariana Grande on Wizard Radio... That was Positions. It's Alec. I I really don't want to talk about what's just happened off air. I'm slightly traumatised. I got a dramatic reading of another song off her track. And oh boy. Right, well, whilst I try and delete that from my brain forevermore, I want to tell you about, about one of my favourite things. I really like the show The Simpsons. I've, I reference it far too much. Far too many of my reference points in general, I think, are related to The Simpsons. But here we are. I'm, I'm in too deep now. I'm just, I'm ruined. I can never see the world the same way again. And I want to tell you about an episode. It's called Homer's Enemy. Um, I can't tell you what series it is. Hang on. Homer's Enemy is um, from 1997, Series 8, Episode 23 of The Simpsons. And in this episode, there's a character called Frank Grimes. Frank Grimes is a grafter. He's worked hard. Everything he's got in life, he's worked for. And he shows up in Springfield. And in Springfield, the sort of the main joke of The Simpsons is that everyone in Springfield is basically an idiot. That's where the humor comes from. And so he meets these people in Springfield, and especially Homer. And he cannot stand Homer because Homer Simpson is like the luckiest person in the world. He's had all these great things happen to him in his life. Not worked for any of them. Got really lucky. Bumbles through life. Makes mistakes. Is totally unqualified for the job that he's doing. And, and it's just... It's ridiculous what he achieves compared to this Frank Grimes guy who's worked really hard for everything and has only achieved like half of what Homer Simpson's got completely through luck. But the thing, the sort of the main character trait with Frank Grimes, he's the only person ever in The Simpsons who realises just how stupid everyone else is. He's like a normal person. 
and he sees this town, Springfield, for what it is, which is just a town filled with idiots, none of whom can see that Homer Simpson is sort of the dumbest of them all. And they all just exist in their weird lives, not not being aware of anything. And then Frank Grimes comes in, who like who gets it, he understands the world, he's intelligent. And he's like, what's going on here? How do they not see how stupid it is? And basically, he gets so angry at Homer that he goes on this sort of tirade and ends up going, hey, look, I'm going to put my hands in this electricity box because I'm Homer Simpson, and then dies. Um, so that's, that's how Frank Grimes' story ends. It's quite a tragic parable, really. But um, here's the thing. I think I've become a bit of a COVID Frank Grimes because the way things are at the moment, right? I live in a studenty part of the world. I come across lots of students all the time. I used to be one until May or June-ish. It's a very sore subject. I kind of wish I still was. But basically, all the people that I kind of see about around in, in Manchester, in Fallowfield, where I live, they're not really taking this COVID thing seriously anymore. They're just not. They're meeting people. They're not wearing masks. They're going around each other's houses. They're having parties, which I cannot get over that. That is so indescribably selfish. It makes me genuinely angry, enraged inside there are people having parties in the middle of a pandemic including in this place in manchester where the second wave is really bad and the hospital's like full it is beyond despicable but anyway rant over all these people they're just not following the rules and i i think the rules are quite important you know call me old or middle-aged i just kind of think you know everyone is responsible for everyone else we've got to look out for each other this is a pandemic we want as many people as possible to not get covid and the ones that do to not get it too badly and to protect people who have to shield, all that stuff. To me, I just think it's important. And nobody else seems to get it because everyone else, they're just doing what they want, not caring about other people, having parties, going to parties, all that stuff that I just think is really, really selfish. But I feel like I'm just the only person that sees it this way, that thinks that we should all, for the most part, be following the covid rules so that the pandemic will end slightly sooner and fewer people will get seriously ill or die and i just think we should we should do better to follow the rules but i don't think anybody else sees it this way and i had this realization yesterday that i'm the only person who really sees what's going on here and realizes that you know we kind of have to follow the rules to be safe i am the covid frank grimes i'm like this guy who shows up in springfield and realizes that everyone in that town is just a complete idiot but nobody else sees it and i don't know it's a weird slightly frustrating position to be in to be this Kobe frank grimes obviously he ended quite tragically because he he got killed when he was sticking his hands in some like live electricity so i feel like the only the only way my sorry covid frank grimes saga will end is if i'm like hey i'm gonna go lick this person because i'm homer simpson and then i lick the person and get covid which would not be good that's sort of the only way I see this ending. But anyway, the reason I've had this this weird Simpsons-based COVID rant is because I want to know, has there ever been a time when you're like the only person who sees something for what it is? Everybody around you is just living in this like dream world under some kind of weird delusion. But you get it. You see it. You see it for what it is. I know this sounds like a slightly crazed person, but I'm, I'm actually the only rational person in the room when it comes to COVID. And that also sounds crazy, but trust, just trust me, okay? I'm Frank Grimes. I'm COVID Frank Grimes. So if you've, if you've ever been the only person to see, like, the truth of something, someone that's not actually a very nice person, I don't know, the earth is actually flat. It's not. It's not, by the way. That kind of thing. Just send me a message now, quickly. 07807 183 538. You can email me, station at wizardradio.co.uk or get us on socials at wizardradio. Whew, okay, rant done. I'm going to play Internet Money in a second, who is on Miles Mikulski's show after 5 o'clock today. He's having a chat with him. Just ahead of that, I thought I'd do some research to warm you up. Obviously, it will help Miles with the interview as well, and we'll just learn a little bit more about Internet Money. So here is my totally accurate 60-second guide to Internet Money. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Internet money, also known as cryptocurrency, is a type of money not linked to any sovereign state but instead to an online ledger stored on the computers of all of those who use it. Because it's all encrypted, it's impossible to fake, unlike physical currencies. The most famous type of internet money, or cryptocurrency, is Bitcoin, which at the end of 2018 was hugely valuable. At the time, just one Bitcoin was worth over £14,000, although this since dropped to a measly £10,000 as of about 2pm today. However, there are many other types of internet money, including 
Gold Bite, Mash Cash, Funny Money, Spoon, House Points, Uber Rating, and of course, Bing. Generally, cryptocurrencies are the payment method of choice of naughty people doing dodgy things on the dark web, including hiring assassins and money laundering. And it's for this reason that those enthusiastically explaining why cryptocurrency is so great, usually at a party without you having asked, are treated with a healthy degree of scepticism. And that is internet money in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Salem Elise, mad at Disney on Wizard Radio. Internet money and Gunner and Don Tolliver and Nav before that with Lemonade. I'm Alec Feldman, hi. I am the COVID Frank Grimes, or in other words, the person who shows up in an episode of The Simpsons and is just flabbergasted by how stupid everybody else in Springfield is. That's me, but with COVID and how dumb everyone is by not following the rules and being careful and looking after each other. It's, it's annoying me a bit at the moment, especially as we go into lockdown two electric boogaloo. So that's been annoying me. I just asked when you've been like the Frank Grimes in a situation where you're like the only person who sees the reality, the truth, who sees something that should be so blindingly obvious. Um, And me has sent a message. I have been the Frank Grimes. There was this new kid in our year a couple of years ago. His name was Sean. And you know when you just know that someone's bad news from the first time you ever see them. This is what happened with me and Sean. I literally saw him being walked into school with his mum on the first day. And I just had a bad feeling because after all, why would someone join a new school halfway through the year if it's not because the previous school has kicked them out and the new school has been forced to take them? Two years later, I think he's been internally excluded more than any other person in our year. But at first, nobody saw that. They thought he looked really cute. It was really cool. But not me. I stayed away from him since day one. Yes, Mia. You keep up that that good behaviour. Get those merit brownie house points. Get your gold slips and your good notes and whatever it happens to be. Whatever your school calls them. Stickers. I don't know. See, you knew. You just had a sense for for Sean. You knew that Sean was bad news. He's trouble. And some people in your year were like, oh, yeah, a bad boy. We We like a bad boy. You were like, no, I want nothing to do with him. He is a distraction from my studies and a bad human being. No, thank you. And good on you, Mia. You've, you've done well to stay away from, from naughty Sean. <laughs> but excellent Frank Grimes action. You keep it up. You keep being that Frank Grimes. I don't... Here's the thing with The Simpsons. You never know whether you're supposed to be sympathetic with someone or not. Because Frank Grimes in that episode, even though he was the only person that saw the reality, he's a deeply unsympathetic character and you kind of hate him. So I don't know if being Frank Grimes is a good or a bad thing here. I feel like it's probably a bad thing, even though morally i'm correct that we should all be doing more or the people i'm around at least should be doing more to you know not spread a deadly virus but what do i know harry says when we used to live in our old house um that we moved out of for a reason that you're about to find out it was quite late and my whole family were just in my parents bedroom talking before we went to bed and i could smell something really strange it was like a, a gassy smell coming from downstairs and i kept saying you smell something weird and everyone they kept ignoring me they called me crazy you know how it goes that is until i got fed up went downstairs uh, (laughs) and there was a fire oh my god someone my mum i think says harry hadn't turned the hob off after dinner it had caught fire and there was there was fire it wasn't a huge fire it was okay but it caused some damage and we thought the house was haunted anyway so we just decided to move after that incident because the house had a bad vibe well, it is Halloween, so maybe, maybe it was a haunted house. Maybe your mum didn't leave the gas on. Maybe it was the ghost who goes on and turns on the gas and tries to burn your house down. Yeah, yeah, or it was just your mum. I don't know. Wow. Well, I mean, you, you potentially saved lives there, Harry. You and your hypersensitive nose identifying the gassy smell before it was too late. I can't believe your family called you crazy. You see, that's what we get for being Frank Grimes' Harry. People call us crazy. They don't believe us. They think we're stupid. We think we're unreasonable. But we know. We know that we see the world for what it is. And I know that I sound a bit like a weird conspiracy theorist here. But I feel like it's really not a conspiracy theory to think that COVID is real and we should all be very scared of it. But whatever. (laughs) Thank you for your message, Harry. And to Mia as well. You see, the world is full of Frank Grimes's and it's it's not all bad. Coming up next, we will find out who has been Zooming me. 
on Someone Zooming You after a new song from Medusa and Dermot Kennedy. What a combination. This is paradise. Zooming You. Somebody's ringing the bell. It's the time of week where at last we find out who my mystery Zoomer is for today. Every week this happens. Someone Zooms me. She's kind of unexpectedly and you have to guess who they are otherwise I will not answer their call and I think it was a slightly difficult one today so we've established there are a singular human being just the one person who's zooming me who is not a man but also they're not famous because I know them personally when I say I know them personally in theory what I mean is I've seen them around now James struggled with their clues a little bit I'd imagine a lot of people might have done you might have done too. So, I gave you a bonus clue, which is really, 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 really obvious. Look at the date. What date is it? 31st of October. Oh, it's Halloween. Okay, yeah. But, you know, it's not about what exactly is knocking at my door. It's what, they're, what they've come as, okay? So, let's, let's see what people are saying. Mike, first up. The clue about the date today is an absolute giveaway. Okay, I hope so. Is it a ghost? A ghost is a singular human being, and in theory, if they're haunting you, Alec, you would know them, in theory. You also see ghosts around, so that makes sense, and I have a theory that ghosts have no gender, as they don't have anything down below, so they're kind of genderless. So, is a ghost zooming you? Hang on, hang on, hang on, Mike. Let's row back, row back a minute. If ghosts don't have anything down below, surely that means they're, they're past the point of having, like, a physical form. Therefore, they're not human beings. I get it if it was like a specific ghost. Like, you know in Harry Potter, they've got all those ghosts who were actually people at one point. They, they I guess, could pass for humans just about, but I'd also imagine they do have some sort of, some ghostly genitalia. And so if ghosts don't have bits, then they also can't be human. So I think on a technicality, we're going to have to rule this one out, Mike. It's not a ghost who's zooming me, unfortunately. Um, if it was, I don't... Can you see ghosts? Are they invisible, or do you just kind of hear them and get a bit frightened? I don't know. But no, it's not a ghost. Thanks for your guess, though. Hey, Joey. The person zooming you, that woman from the Halloween film, i.e. the actual film called Halloween, that the guy keeps trying to kill. Do you mean... Do you mean Laurie, who Mike Myers tries to kill? I think I think that's what he's on about. But <laughs> Joey says, I don't remember her name or his name. He's Mike Myers. Yeah, there you go. I saw the film two years ago. This woman was literally running around everywhere, trying to get away from a man trying to kill her, which is how you might have seen her around. She's just, you know, running around all over the place. Also, if you live near her, then you'd know her personally, in theory. Anyway, this is the worst guess ever, but this is my guess. Do I live near a character from a horror film called Halloween featuring Mike Myers? Um, no. No, I don't. I'm sorry. But it's interesting. You are onto something when you say you live near her. Did I say that? Did I say that on air or did I just say, and I said I've seen them around, but I, yeah, I do live near the person that's zooming me. So that's sort of where you're roughly on the right track, Joe. It's not quite the right execution. And Eliza. Eliza is so, maybe it's Eliza. So close. I know what it is. Is the person zooming you this week a trick or treater? Think about it. They're just the one person and the person who's zooming you, they're not famous. It's a girl. And if they're knocking on your door, you'd know them because they live near you and you'd have seen them around. Is this is correct? This is your best one yet. Is it really? Is, is it really my best one ever? Of course it is. It's obviously a trick or treater. It's Halloween today. Normally I'd get trick or treaters knocking at my door. Obviously there's a pandemic. So we can't do someone's knocking at your door. Trick or treaters can't knock at my door. So they've got to come trick or treating on Zoom. Now here's the thing it is a trick or treater. But, I feel like that's obvious. I did say, you know, look at the date. It's obviously going to be a trick-or-treater zooming me this week. Eliza says, it's a trick-or-treater. So you're half right. You have got that element of it right. But unfortunately, I did also want to know what this trick-or-treater had come dressed as. I don't I know. And nobody's really suggested that. Eliza didn't. And I know Mike touched on it with a ghost, but this person isn't a ghost. This little girl who lives near me has actually zoomed me to do trick-or-treating and she's dressed up as a witch which is a really great costume you know well done I can see so much effort has gone into that really really impressed you know it's really sweet that even though there's a pandemic they still have tried to do trick-or-treat on zoom 
you know, who doesn't like cute kids? But here's the thing. Nobody nobody actually guessed that the person Zooming me this week is a trick-or-treater dressed up as a witch, which unfortunately means that I won't answer the Zoom, which means they don't get any sweets, virtual or otherwise. I'm going to have to... It's like the Zoom equivalent of slamming the door in a trick-or-treater's face. I'm, like, turning off all the lights and closing the curtains and pretending I'm not in. That's what I've been forced to do because nobody could correctly guess that the person Zooming me this week was a trick-or-treater dressed up as a witch. I'm sorry. I just, these are the rules. I've got to do what I've got to do. So let's reject that Zoom call. Be gone. I'm calling the police. Get off my property for breaking social distancing guidelines. I oh, won't know they're on Zoom. It's fine. It's okay. No, the police haven't been called. Don't worry. It's all good. Well, that is the end of the show today. Uh, quite a quite bittersweet end. Well, just quite quite a bitter end <laughs> to someone Zooming you. Obviously, I had to, had to let down a small child, which is a bit mean. But, you know, I'll do it. I've done it before and I'll do it again. I'll be mean to children. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, uh, you know what? It's, just, it's, it's time to go now. Miles Mikorski's up next. I'll be back on Friday with the weekly mixtape. I'll see you here Saturday next time as well, 3 till 5. And if you're not doing the sensible thing and listening to Miles Mikorski next, enjoy Boris. I hope I've been a good warm-up act. He's, he's on the telly in about five minutes. Woohoo. Can't wait. Right, I'm out of here. This is Rip Momney. Put your records on to finish today. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.